Thank you to our Patreon supporters, Haley K, Claire G, Nicholas Haynes of the Sketchy Nonsense Podcast, and brand new Patreon subscriber, Mina K. If you would like to support our show and get your name read at the beginning of all of our episodes, go to patreon.com slash topropechef. Thanks. We're cooking up some recipes, gonna give them a spin. If you're messing with Top Rope Chefs, you can never win. We'll be leaving you in the kitchen, wishing you were beaten, battered, and fried. And we'll be cooking up some main dishes, desserts, and yummy things on the side. Can you take the heat? 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 Welcome to Top Rope Chef, the podcast about food and wrestling. We are cooking through Jim Ross's WWF cookbook written in the year 2000 during the Attitude Era. One recipe at a time, talking about the wrestler for that recipe and the recipe itself. And we have a very large show for you today. My name is Bradley the Little Lamb Jones. With me as always... Jacqueline the Caked Crusader Maynard. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to do a big intro because I haven't done one in a long time. You really shoved me up there. (laughs) (laughs) That's the theme of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) The big showed you up. Uh-huh. Foreshadow. Oh, that would have been such a better name. We haven't uh, done an episode in a month. We haven't. Jacqueline. Whole month. It's been busy. You've been honeymooning. I've been moving. And summer has just been hot AF. That's not why we didn't do a show. No, but I'm just, it's just things that have happened this month. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. went on a trip too. We both went tripping. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I went on, I've, I've been busy. Things have, uh, life has been getting in the way, but don't worry, we come out every week and we're ahead of ourselves, so you don't even notice the difference, good listeners. Like what, October, November, December? Yeah, something like that. It'll be, it'll be late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how ahead of the game we are. Getting down to the nitty-gritty of the recipes, only a couple more to do. But since we haven't done an episode in a while, I wanted us to get into our characters a little more. Okay. Bah. Well, I don't know, I'm a lamb? What does that mean? Um, or am I, can I be like on the lamb? Like I ran away from the law? I thought up your your person. So let's pretend that I'm Vince McMahon, except I'm not going to suffer okay. anyone to listen to me do an impression. But God damn it, Jacqueline, do an impression of me. Oh, God. Showing me up every turn, every chance you get. Austin, you get down here to the ring and fight me one on one, or you're fired. <laughs> so after that, <laughs> I thought that if your name was going to be Little Lamb Jones, then you would have to dress up in one of those little leader hosen, like little nursery rhyme boy outfits. Okay. Like like a little Gretel, like a little Hansel. So like just a little like a little boy, 
like a like an adult little boy. But mm-hmm. do I have like a really big lollipop and I have like a blonde uh, like bowl cut? Bleach blonde and super perm like Dolph Ziggler is, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. but the the text message you just sent me 15 minutes ago finally just got to my phone. By the way. <laughs> how we managed to do this is beyond but your special move is going to be called the rack of brad and okay like lex luger's the rack his or or nikki bella's the rack also like a rack of lamb so but what mm-hmm. you're gonna do it's gonna it's gonna be extra heat because of your outfit is you're going to uh butterfly a human being from their sternum and rip their sternum open and then spin them into like a crown. Like, <laughs> you want me to murder my fellow wrestler? Yeah, but that's the joke. That doesn't seem like a joke. That seems like me killing somebody. No one's ever seen it before. You'll be infamous. <laughs> and it'll be so creepy because you like a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jacqueline, I feel like you thought about this maybe for like days now. <laughs> I don't like it. It's very creepy to me. Uh, little Lamb Jones. Oh, I want to go to my grandma's house and have a little bit of strudel. Mm. Then after the three count, then you can like pick your teeth with their like ribs. <laughs> I can leave their bones uh, so I have a trail to follow back from the ring so I don't get lost down the entrance ramp. <laughs> I don't like this character at all, Jacqueline. Should take it into a new era. <laughs> Murderous era. Uh, the Caped Crusader. Obviously a play on uh, on Batman, the Caped Crusader. But maybe it's even more of a play on the Crusades itself. And maybe like you're you've like you know how the crusade the Crusades, they have that cross usually on their shield or on their chest or something. It's a cake instead. And you, and you go to battle dressed like a sweet knight with a cake shield. And maybe even the shield is made out of a cake. And you can, like, ram it into people. Cake in the face. That's a way better idea. <laughs> I'm never going to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> your, your helmet could be a cake. And you, like, take it off. And, like, set, like your whole outfit is a three-tiered cake that you take off and, like, set on a table. And then you can, like, body slam someone through the table and through the cake. Doug or not. Like, it starts at my shoulder to my head in tears. Oh, that'd be great. It'd be such a mean baker thing to do. Oh, that's what... I'm going to pitch it. I'll write WWE yet another email. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have you on the, the blacklist by now. Blocked. Do not answer. Jacqueline, are you drinking anything this fine evening? I got really excited and made up a cocktail. I made jasmine green tea and gin... And a little bit of key lime juice. Mm. What about you, Brad? I bought from the local Myers from my house for a dollar fifty a Strongbow Hard Cider Four Pack Limited Edition Mini Set of ciders. They're all five point one ounces. We got the rose apple right here. We got the artisanal blend. We've got the gold apple, which I feel like I should save for last because it's so nice. It also looks like the can of Schwartz from Spaceballs that Lone Star puts oh, in the Oh, yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Or, yeah. And then the one I'm most excited about here, the Cherry Blossom. The artisanal blend is the highest percentage here at 6%. Go, let's go to the Cherry Blossom. I'm excited about it. 
Cause I've had this pack in my fridge for a long time. Cause I, in my brain, I thought I was gonna like space them out after over like four episodes to save money on drinking. But I'm just gonna go all in and drink them all at once. <laughs> you look like the Big Show drinking a can of Coke. <laughs> it's so small. Wow, Brad is chugging these. It's not a taste at all. Five point one fluid ounces, and uh, I'll hold off. I'll do, I'll do one maybe every segment or so. So I'll do two in the first half, and I'll do two in the second half. Brad is gonna get slammed, you guys. Stick with us. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of slammed, we have two wrestlers and two recipes too. Do Brad? Why did you choose these wrestlers together? Because it's not for the reason I thought. I chose these two wrestlers together because they're both big dudes and they had a lot of feuds together. I thought Brad chose these wrestlers because they were both (laughs) spokesmen for Chef Boyardee. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea that that was the case. Jacqueline texted me out of the blue, we have to call this episode the Chef Boyardee episode. And I I just sent her back the thinking face upside down emoji guy. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I didn't know. I guess it makes sense, though. Um, There's a lot of food sponsors throughout the course of history of WWE. I remember Snickers being like a giant one. There's always some sort of like Snickers crazy crunch bar, some sort of wacky Snickers bar that they're trying to promote, especially in like the late 90s, early 2000s. So it's always been a association with like food and wrestling. And there's a reason for that. And it's because food advertisements are one of the cheapest ones to get. They just like will buy a lot of them, so and they like pay pretty good money. It's like harder to get certain advertisements, and like food is like one of the lower ones to get. It's easier to get. Why don't we get some yeah. food advertisements? <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> Snickers Crunch Bar, get at us. Slim Jim, we plug Slim Jim a lot. Cheetos. You wanted to make a whole Slim Jim thing before i forgot i forgot what that amalgam was but you wanted to do something with slim jim or uh hot dogs stuff it in a turducken or something it was something wacky there was some of that slim jim money but back to chef boyardee who are we gonna do first big shows roast lamb with herbs well it's a big show I'll never forget the night Big Show came to my house for dinner. When the 500-pounders sat down at the table, my wife and I didn't breathe for 30 seconds because we were sure the chair would collapse. The show started eating, and he was very hungry. He slammed an entire chicken, a large ham, and close to a quart of apple butter. Luckily, he saved room for a dozen homemade chocolate chip cookies for dessert. The big man likes his food, and you'll like this lamb recipe. Ingredients to this recipe, one three-pound lamb roast, one clove garlic crushed, one teaspoon salt, two tablespoons coarsely ground black pepper to taste, one teaspoon dried basil, half teaspoon ground ginger, one bay leaf, one half pound, one half half teaspoon dried thyme, one half teaspoon dried sage, one half teaspoon dried majoram, one tablespoon teriyaki sauce or a low salt substitute. One tablespoon of olive oil. There are five steps to Big Show's Roast Lamb with Herbs. Step one, preheat the oven to 350 degrees. Step two, place the meat on a rack in a roasting pan. Step three, in a small bowl, combine the rest of the ingredients and mix thoroughly. Step four, make four and a half inch slits in the meat and rub the mixture into the slits and over the entire surface of the meat. 
Step five, insert a meat thermometer into the thickest part of the meat and place the pan in the oven. After 10 minutes, reduce the heat to 300 degrees and roast to the desired doneness. Two to two and a quarter hours for medium. Makes one serving if you're the big show. Otherwise, makes four to six servings. Jacqueline, what do you think of Big Show's Roast Lamb with Herbs? I thought it tasted like stolen innocence and crushed dreams. I was yeah. I was not a fan of this recipe. I didn't want to do it, and you made me do it anyway. I made you eat a little baby lamb. It was awful. We cooked the recipe together. I cut the lamb up, and we put all the ingredients together and made it at your house. You made it in my stove. You used my appliance. That's about mm-hmm. as much as I help with this. I don't think I help with this at all. Maybe not. You did the other one. I think we took turns where I made this one and you made the other one. I was able to find gluten-free teriyaki sauce. Have you had any of that? I left it at your house since this Oh, that's where that made. came from. <laughs> I thought I did <laughs> I thought I did a really good job shopping. <laughs> yeah, that was that's delicious. It was just it was just really I couldn't get past how sad it was. I ended up buying lamb shanks because those were the cheapest. I couldn't get a whole uh, lamb roast that didn't exist at the store. I could either get like the leg or the shank. It tasted good. It was fine. It was you know it was delicious roasted lamb. I had a lot of leftover. Cut it up. I made it into like a barley soup, which I've been eating all month. It's been good, and uh, it's, a, it's a little gamey of a, of a meat, um, which you didn't know what quite it meant. It just means it has kind of like a grassy, earthy taste to it. I mean, I like, I eat goat cheese and goat milk. I know what that is. That's, no, gigini is like a very specific kind of taste. And it's usually just like you eating a foreign piece of meat and it kind of like all has the same taste. Whether it's moose or lamb or like a bison's a little different, but like uh, a deer, a little bit gamey. Ostrich. Those are all, I've not had those things. I feel like I've had venison at some point, but it was like a sausage. So it just tasted like sausage, like eat meat substitute you make things like taste exactly like bacon but it's not bacon isn't that kind of cheating no because you're you're trying to just eat plant like base stuff you know it's not like full of hormones and raised and you know factory farming and that's kind of like what you want to get around more than the taste i feel yeah i suppose at least that was as what i did when i was vegetarian for like four years yeah but you weren't preachy about it <laughs> no but other people are like very aware that you're vegetarian and go out of their way to like make sure they pick restaurants that have vegetarian stuff where they separate things which is nice but it's also like i could probably find something to eat on like any menu you don't have to like specifically look for yeah something like for you can get french fries anywhere because <laughs> when they do that it's also like i'm only limited to like one thing i was like oh well that's <laughs> Look, they have a veggie burger. Okay, I guess I have to get that, I guess. That's a bummer. Um, I would have rather eaten a veggie burger than this. You only had a little bite. <laughs> I had bite one bite, just lamb. one bite. You had a little bitty forkful. Couldn't even really get into no, it. No, I can't change my morals for you, Brad. You're not doing it for me. You're doing it for Jim Ross. You're doing it for the Top Rope Chef audience and doing it for the big show. Send me your emails. <laughs> we haven't gotten a single email. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Topropechef at gmail.com. 20 emails by the time this episode airs. That's not gonna, that's not how that works. No, you gotta say like two or one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, if we get five, then I will give Lamb. No, if we get 20, I'll give Lamb a reasonable shot. <laughs> that's not, no. 
Jesus. Nobody, yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a reason. That nobody knows me. <laughs> uh, I knew the big show when he first debuted in WCW as the giant. I'm pretty sure he was, if not directly, um, wanted you to believe that he was the son of Andre the Giant, at least in storyline terms. Even dressed like Andre, had the one-armed singlet that he wore to the ring. Classic outfit. I love that on a wrestler. It's incredible. He's He was, you know, he's much bigger when this book was uh, being written. But he was always still a big guy. But when he first debuted, he could do like he was pretty limited in the in the ring but he could go to the top rope and do like splashes and dives and stuff i think he was one of the if not the quickest uh performer to debut and then win the wcw title. oh wow i believe it though i might i might be wrong but i feel like that's correct yeah, who's gonna who's gonna tell us we're wrong <laughs> gonna fact check that? nobody if you do send an email topropechef at gmail.com yeah nerds uh, he's he's huge. He is actually a giant. He has that pituitary thing. Chromaglia, when your pituitary gland just keeps growing yeah. and growing. He was seven foot and three hundred and eighty three pounds. Big guy. He's a handsome man though. He's a, you know a good looking dude. He yeah came over to the W uh, W E right before like a, the big invasion happened. He just saw the writing on the wall and jumped ship to make a bunch of money with Vince, and he was put straight to the top and battled all the big guys. And, uh, like, The Rock, Stone Cold, Kane, Undertaker. Do you remember how he debuted? Um, I think he tore down the, maybe the Hell in the Cell, possibly just a steel cage ring, I think, and just, like, ripped it open, or did he come up came through, up the, through ring? the bottom of the ring? He tore he the out ring. the bottom of the canvas ring, and he came up and attacked um, Stone Cold. Stone Cold telling McMahon he's going to WrestleMania. And then he started his like corporate Vince McMahon's bodyguard enforcer guy angle. Yeah, that's the guy you want to choose to be. Your bodyguard <laughs> he was an actual bodyguard before he was a wrestler. I believe it. He was uh, also potentially going to be a professional basketball player. He, you know, he has like a lot of high school records and things like that. Just he was always an athletic dude. He's been in wrestling for a very long time. There's lots of good interviews with him. He stole the show back when he was like The Rock uh, hosted SNL. He brought a couple of the WWF guys with him, Big Show being one of them. He was great. He's such a funny He's man. He's really funny. I really, really like him a lot. His longevity in the ring, too. He's been there for so yeah, long. Yeah, he has. Isn't he kind of like a mentor now for people? I mean, he still wrestles, too, but he's, like, a legend. He hasn't wrestled in a, in a while, but he's also just, like, slimmed down like crazy. He's always part of the promotions, the Be A Star campaign, doing lots of talks. Yeah, yeah. He's always, like, willing to talk to you in, in his ear, from what I know. He's just, you know, a nice guy, a gentle giant, you know? Can I tell you about um, one of my favorite vignettes with him? Yes, but as you do, let me open up the next cider, the rosé apple. Here we go. It's one far less enjoyable than the, the cherry rose. one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that's such a trend. Can I, I can already tell it's going to be the worst one of the bunch. 
<laughs> I bet the gold one is going to be the worst because you put it up on such a pedestal. Maybe. I bet the artisanal blend will surprise me with that 6% alcohol per volume. I don't know if you remember this, but when Big Show was a face, um, it was reported that his father was terminally ill with cancer. Let me pause you right there. Big Show has also been the wrestler who has turned heel and face more than any other wrestler in the history. Yeah, he's like on and off all the time. It's like it's something like 40 times he's turned bad and good. Yeah, but he's so good both ways. (laughs) I can't pick a favorite. Mm -hmm. But in real life, his dad had died years before. I'll just say this because otherwise this seems way too mean. (laughs) It's way too mean anyways. And the big boss man... Who listeners, if you'll remember, Brad and I have referenced a recipe in this book where um, you cook. It's the first episode. Yeah. first episode. I think we've mentioned it a couple times after that too. But where you cook Without a dog, a cook a live dog. Um, that's that's this guy's mm-hmm. recipe. The big boss man. He's off. He's like a crooked cop, which is ooh kind of touchy today in these days. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal, oh like shitty cop. <laughs> Not, great. Not great at all. Um, <laughs> So the big boss man had his crooked cop friend inform the big show on air that his dad died. And then they laughed at him and made fun of him to his face when he cried. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And pan to several weeks later, the big boss man invaded a uh, funeral, the funeral of his father and chained the coffin to the Blues Brothers mobile, which is what he was driving to the funeral, and attached it and then stole the Big Show's coffin and father while the Big Show was hanging on to it and being dragged behind the car <laughs> crying. I never pay my respects just like everybody else did. So if you don't want to be six foot deep laying beside your dear old daddy, you'll listen to your mama. And speaking to your mama, hey, Miss White, now that you're a single woman, would you like to go out with a man like me? No, you don't, you son of a c- No, 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 you don't. Hell no. Come on. I'm <laughs> Why did you bring this up? There's so many other big show stories. Because <laughs> this is the craziest one. Because why would I? I've never, I never saw I, that segment. You did? I remember that. I was so traumatized by it. Everything the big boss man did ruined me. I really genuinely hated him when I was a kid. Good. He's doing his job and should have gotten paid for it. Also, the big show was in the music video remix for the thong song with Cisco. <laughs> and he's in Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's in The Water Boy with Adam Sandler. He's in a couple other really bad movies I'm not going to name because I named the Thunder two good in ones. Thunder in Paradise, the Hulk Hogan Baywatch spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> and an episode of Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> Sounds yeah, awesome. I like it. He also um, was outside of a hotel and some just shitty drunk dude was like verbally abusing him and threatening him and shoved him. And Big Show punched him in the face and broke his jaw. One punch. Pop. <laughs> He's a big man. See the size of that fist? It's so it's his, it's his finishing move is the his knockout fist punch. Is bigger than my entire head. Yeah, what a hard life it is to be that big and that looked at though throughout your entire life. You know, having flying on an airplane, having to travel. I know he eventually got a bus to like move around in, but he was still like traveling around the world, just being giant and little kids like teasing you and being made fun of, and you know, 
even like little simple things in life that are even in the Andre the Giant documentary, like using a bathroom or like using a shower at a hotel. It's just like so much more difficult if you're that big. You're the one who brought it down. <laughs> you outdid <laughs> I made you it You outdid real. me on that too. <laughs> I also know that the big show is involved in both of maybe all three. It's been three times. So there's been three times in wrestling history where the ring has broken. It's just straight up collapsed and been destroyed. They were The first one was a suplex. Brock Lesnar and the Big Show. Um, Brock Lesnar suplexing the Big Show from the top rope into the ring. Breaking. Uh, Big Show or Mark Henry suplexing one or the other into the ring. I remember breaking. that one. And then, Bra- <laughs> and then Braun Strowman in the Big Show. Same thing. When I say broke the ring, I mean like... collapsed like the whole thing like the ring (laughs) post broke the ropes broke everything broke (laughs) the entire like ring is unusable okay i don't remember that as well as i thought i did (laughs) (laughs) jacqueline what do you rate big shows roast lamb with herbs recipe zero stars (laughs) whoa unfair jacqueline Three and a half stars from me. Lamb is good. This recipe was fine. I've had leftovers with it all week long. I've saved it from being taken buried alive. It's fine. Jacqueline just has her own thing about a lamb. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back talking about our next recipe, Kane's Red Velvet Cake. It's all over. Now we'll come to Tombstone. No. Oh my God, wait a minute, it's Paul Bear! It's Paul Bear! And that, that's gotta be, that's gotta be Kane! That's gotta be Kane! Oh my God, he just ripped the door off its hinges! And we are back talking about cane, talking about cake, talking about food. Talking about hell. The big red monster, the red machine, Satan's favorite son. He's got so many names. This guy, Cain. His his newest name as of today is Mayor Glenn Thomas Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, baby. It's weird. It's weird that his name is Glenn Thomas Jacobs. He made a couple movies where he was billed as uh, Glenn Jacobs. He's a couple horror films. See No Evil. Oh, really? He was billed as Glenn Jacobs, yeah. It's kind of a scary name. I mean, I, it sounds like the whitest name ever. It sounds like Jason Voorhees or something. It's, it's scary. Before he was Kane. He debuted as Isaac Yankum, an evil (laughs) dentist, who came down to the ring and he was just in a dentist outfit and had just a spooky (laughs) dentist, ah, dentist man. (laughs) Only lasted maybe a few months and then got repackaged as Undertaker's brother, Kane. So the Undertaker burned Paul Bearer's face when he learned that Paul Bearer was banging his mom. Whoa. Then... The story came out um, that that 
affair produced a child, which was the Taker's half-brother, Kane. Then, the Undertaker started a fire at the funeral home where they all lived, which doesn't make sense, um, but it killed his entire family. Or there's also been like a side storyline that Kane started the fire because he's just a pyromaniac child. But either way, he died in the fire and then came back from the dead to challenge the Undertaker to revenge his father or avenge his father, Paul Bearer. Well, let me crack open another uh, Strongbow <laughs> Heart Cider here, Jacqueline. I feel like that story deserves it. Let's go. Let's go for it. The artisanal blend. This is a the theme of the podcast today is me drinking all these ciders. This one tastes like liquor. This is like really strong. What is it? The 6% artisanal blend by volume. Kane's Red Velvet Cake. Like Kane, this recipe is a little complex. And like Kane, the finished product is a work of art. Ooh, that's a little sexy. <laughs> How is that sexy? <laughs> You're going to get roused by a non-erotic cake, Jacqueline? No such thing. <laughs> You've got to be in the baking mood, but it's well worth the effort. Kane is one of the Federation's biggest and most powerful stars, and this cake, like the Big Red Machine, is stronger than a government mule. So the ingredients for this cake are... For the cake. One 10 and 1 quarter ounce package of fudge marble cake mix. One teaspoon of baking soda. Two eggs. One and a half cups of buttermilk. One one-ounce bottle of red food coloring. For the frosting, five tablespoons of flour, one cup of milk, uh, two sticks of butter or margarine softened, one cup of sugar, and two teaspoons of vanilla. Step one, preheat the oven to 350 degrees. Step two, to make the cake in a large bowl, combine the cake mix and baking soda, add the eggs, buttermilk, and food coloring, with the beater, blend on low until moistened, then beat on high for two minutes. Step three, pour the batter into two greased and floured nine-inch cake pans and bake for 30 to 35 minutes or until a toothpick inserted in the center comes out clean. Step four, let it cool for 10 minutes. Remove the cake from the pans to a wire rack and let cool completely. Step five, to make the frosting, whisk the flour and milk in a saucepan over medium-low heat until smooth. Bring to a boil. Whisk and stir for two more minutes or until the sauce has thickened. Cover the mixture and refrigerate. In a mixing bowl, oh, step six, in a mixing bowl, cream the butter and sugar, add the chilled milk mixture and beat until fluffy about 10 minutes. Stir in the vanilla. Step seven, frost the top of one of the cake layers. Carefully place the second layer on top of the first, frost the sides of the cake, and then the top. Make six to eight servings. Optional, you may prefer to use Betty Crocker's soft whipped vanilla icing. Delicious and easy. Brad, what did you think of this cake? So while you were giving that description, I looked up government. <laughs> top definition on Urban Dictionary. One who is beaten up while Jim Ross is on commentary. <laughs> Example, JR, he's getting beat like a government mule. <laughs> something maybe JR, maybe made up, or Urban Dictionary just doesn't have a great definition for it. Something you'd have to ask JR. Have to go to the horse's mouth to find out what the government well, mule Well, JR, means. tweet at us 
what the hell is the government mule? <laughs> and before I get into that, let's open the last hard cider. Woo! Woo! Gold apple. Oh, this one's the best Aww, one. Good for you. It's a delicious golden apple taste. I am having a little bit of difficulty remembering what this cake tasted like. Because did you change a lot of the things in the cake? No. I know you did not make the frosting because it would have literally ruined the cake had you done it. I've never made frosting that way in my life. I've never seen flour as an ingredient. Nobody should and has or ever should. Um, I made the cake exactly how they wanted it. I went to the store and I bought a package of fudge marble cake mix, which was sitting right next to a box of red velvet cake mix, which doesn't make sense. If you're going to use box cake to make a red velvet cake, would you not just use red velvet cake? Let's make a delicious vanilla cake. But buy the chocolate frosting. So weird. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. If you remember it, I was really excited because I have like a dead body cake pan of like a man with a skeleton like coming out of him. And I was really excited because it seemed like gruesome, like Kane is. But the the cake batter didn't look like cake batter, it just looked like liquid because there was too much liquid in it. And it took forever to bake. And it was gross. And it was way too oily. This cake is gross. And it's just adding to my frustration. I've made so many beautiful cakes this week. And I cannot make any of these flippin' desserts in this book. Jacqueline, what do you rate Kane's Red Velvet Cake? Zero stars. Woo! I'll give it a point five because it was still tasty. But if you were to make this for the recipe... I mean, you're going to make terrible frosting, and you're going to have a bad cake, and you're going to have a bad time. Kane's Red Velvet Cake, you've been, appropriately so, buried alive. I will dig your grave, and I will bury you alive. Well, Jacqueline, that's another episode in the books. We've ate some cake, we've ate some lamb. I was a little German boy, you were a cake crusader. It's been one hell of a ride on this episode. One hell of a ride. I've drank four ciders and I'm yeah. feeling Follow us on social media, twitter.com slash chef, instagram.com slash chef. See photos of our recipes. Best place to find us really is going to be facebook.com slash chef. Email Jacqueline and I, chef at gmail.com. If she gets enough emails, maybe she'll eat another baby lamb. Who knows? She Or she'll eat something even cuter, like a baby sea lion. If you love us, and why don't you, why shouldn't you, go ahead and give us money, Patreon style. Pledge a monthly amount to us. Patreon.com slash Top Rope Chef. You know what I would love more than money on Patreon.com slash Top Rope Chef? Literally no. nothing? I'm thinking I literally I would nothing. really love five-star <laughs> ratings on iTunes. Or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. 